there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name's Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we all? <clears throat> oh, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Can't complain. <laughs> That's good to hear. Me too. <laughs> What's on the old docket today? Well, mate, I've got a bloody smile on my dial. You do have a smile on your dial. Yeah. Oh, hello. As you can hear, coming through the audio, Yep. per me bloody two weeks of call centre training, yeah. uh, <laughs> So, today we're going to be talking about the smiley face killers. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> smiley face killers or killings? The smiley face killings, the smiling face murders. Yeah. Uh, slash canal pusher. Slash the canal pusher. Yeah. <laughs> slash the missing 411. Yes. Slash I didn't really get on board with this one very much. <laughs> yeah, neither. And we'll also talk about Elisa Lamb. No, don't mind them, listener. You'll be enthralled by the end of it. I enjoyed the Elisa Lamb stuff. Yeah, some of that was good. It's an interesting story. Yeah. I'm glad that someone's tragic death could provide you some enjoyment. Yeah. On this cold winter's day. It's not even cold out there. No, it's not. It's quite That's, muggy. And it's autumn. Yeah. All right. Enough mucking around. Just before we begin, though, I don't know if this is appropriate. I have a conspiracy theory, but it uh, doesn't require you to have come from the future. Uh, so in a few weeks, you'll hear us talking about how I'm away. Yes. For Eurovision. I thought he was going to say, I don't know if this is quite appropriate or not, but you should go to Redbubble and buy some merch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do that, by the way. In a few weeks, you're going to ask me, do I have any Eurovision conspiracies? Yes. And I was like, oh, not really. I mean, there's not really any, but there's a bloody banger. Bang on impression of yourself, by the way. Yeah. I thought you were in the room for a second. <laughs> I am in the room. <laughs> oh, my God. But in 1968, yeah. Cliff Richard, who was the favourite to win with his song Congratulations, right. uh, to the extent that all of the reporting around Eurovision in 1968, all of the Eurovision ringers sent mm. from around Europe to report for the for Fleet Street yep. and the other streets, yeah. all of the headlines were, who's going to come second to Cliff Richard? Cliff bloody Richard. Right. Dominated the headlines. Yeah. Next minute, who should only win but the Spaniards Gua. with a little song called 
La La La. Right, La La La. It's, it's, not, it's very Spanish sounding, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it was originally a uh, Catalan song, right. but uh, Franco said, Kerry Packer style, I get that shit off the air, get a Spaniard in to sing it in Spanish. Okay. So they, they ditched the original singer and brought in the Spaniard. A more Franco friendly Spaniard. But the conspiracy theory is, and this came out in a docker a few years ago, uh, Franco rigged Eurovision. We're very familiar with Franco here, but I have no idea who this is. You don't know who Franco is? Franco Cozzo. Oh, okay. <laughs> this furniture salesman from Fusco. No, we, we need to talk about Franco Cozzo after. Okay. Interesting. No, uh, Franco, the um, fascist leader of Spain at the time. Right. Okay. So was Eurovision in Spain? I think it was maybe. Or I don't know where it was, but he rigged it. Um, Spain or Spanish adjacent. Yeah. They rigged it for Spain. Apparently, they went around and like offered to give record contracts to like people from like weird countries like Bulgaria, right. if they voted for Spain, and like, oh, we'll give it, give you all, all your people TV shows because the voting was uh, not public right. back then. So it was like they had some sort of jury system. So it was open to corruption. Mm. And apparently, the fascists took advantage. They the fascists kept Cliff Richard. Down, yeah, he would have had a stellar career. Yeah, now, we don't even know who he is. Yeah, now Franco Cozzo, we were just uh, talking about this on the way in. Yes, the, there's a Franco Cozzo conspiracy theory. Are you familiar with that? Uh, I'm not. Some listeners might not know who that is. He's a they'll know who he is. Okay, esoteric. I, do they? I didn't know who he was until I moved to Melbourne. Yeah, esoteric furniture salesman <laughs> who had late night television ads and was very still um, has late night television. Yeah, oh, does he? But the conspiracy I heard has was. a thick Greek accent. <laughs> Greek? He's Italian. Italian. So, yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) The theory I heard was, like, because you don't ever see his ads anymore, whenever you see one on late at night, that's a signal. Yeah. That the latest shipment's in. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an old old That is a thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Because you never see anyone in that shop. No, I've never seen anyone. No, the same furniture. We go past at least once a week, and the same furniture has been in there for the last three years. Yeah. I've seen people in there. And there are a lot of shops that stock similar furniture. So there must be a market for it. For really gaudy yeah, Italian yeah. furniture. If, if you want a bed shaped like a shell with lots of mirrors on it, yeah. Yeah. I know where you can get one. Or if you want like a side cabinet shaped like a shell with lots of mirrors yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> or if you want... Some sort of wardrobe packed with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. With shaped lots of mirrors. Yeah, and shaped <laughs> like, shaped like a shell with heaps of mirrors. Uh, okay. All right. Oh. Two side conspiracies to get us started. Yeah, but now that we've gotten the giggles out of the way, let's yeah. talk about murders. All right. The thing is, you can't say smiley face murders without no. a smile on your face, can you? Give us some background to the... Uh... You can't spell slaughter without laughter. <laughs> this is a theory that was come up with by two retired New York City cops, detectives. Hard-boiled. One of them is called Anthony Duarte. The other one's called Kevin Gannon. And uh, they have put together, I think there's about 40 suspected victims of a serial killer they call the Smiley Face Killer. Mm. And what has happened is that across America, uh, approximately 40 young men have met their end in waterways, in rivers and things, after a night out on the town. Yep. Now... (laughs) Oh, Salty's already off board. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they just fell in the river. 
when after you, a night out. When you set it up that a lot of young men have died in waterways after a night out on the town, yeah. there's nothing suspicious about that at all. I don't know. There's a, a few of the things, a few of these cases have got suspicious things around them. What is the connection then? But well, the, something that connects these things is that there has been a smiley face graffitied near each scene of the crime. Mm. Now, if you admit that there's a scene of a crime, then you have to admit there was a crime, don't you? Well, I'm not. Mad. Welcome to being body smiley face pilled, Robo. I'm not. I'm not admit there was a crime. No. When you find a body, generally that's considered a crime scene. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Regardless okay, yeah. of, yeah, because you know, they need to suss it out first. So there's a smiley, they reckon there's a smiley face that's graffitied yeah. near all, where all of the bodies have gone into the water. Yes. Yeah. Now, the general sort of argument against that meaning anything is that the smiley face is one of the most ubiquitous probably graffitied things in the entire Western world, right? Yes, that and probably the anarchy symbol. Yeah. yeah. It would be like finding bodies here and going, within 10 metres there was a dick and a swastika <laughs> graffitied somewhere. Or bones. The dick swazzy killer. <laughs> or, or a lush meme. <laughs> Someone's heard <laughs> of this lush meme nearby. That said, though, <laughs> when you think about it, how often do you see a little smiley face graffitied anywhere? Uh, I'm not looking for any. No. I'm going to start looking and between now and next week, I'll have an answer. When did these murders happen? Oh, they've happened like over the past uh, 15 years or something. Okay. And they, but they're not located in one place. No, they're all, they're all located near rivers, but different ones. Okay. Yeah. I would suggest that the smiley face as a symbol had a bit of a resurgence about 15 years ago. Did it? Or am I thinking 20 years ago? Yeah. Maybe. Are you, are you talking about you Forrest Gump? Are you talking about raves? Uh, um, it's just a thing I remember coming back. Yeah. The movie but, Dazed and Confused. But it's not there now. That was big. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking about the David Duchovny film Evolution? With the three eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deep cut. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, a few of these cases are a little bit sus. One of them actually did get turned into a murder case. So the thing is, the the actual cops, not the retired cops, mm. have come out and said these are all people just falling into the river. Yeah, they're drunk, whatever. Yeah. At least one of the cases, they're like, "Oh wait, no, this person has been murdered." Okay. Yeah. And I'm happy to concede that. One in 40 river deaths is probably a murder. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a few things with some of the others. So there's like uh, one of them had like, it looked like he had a ligature marks on his neck, like he'd been strangled. Okay. One of them had like, it looked like he'd been burnt. But again, it's sort of ambiguous things after someone's been in a river. Mm. The thing that bloody, I've always been, this is something I've heard about for years. And I've always said, they just fell in the river. Yeah. Like salty over here. Yeah. yeah. There was um someone did a study because one of the things is like, well, what were all these people doing by the river? Some of these people went into the river when their intended destination was in the opposite direction of the river that they'd gone into. Yeah. Which is weird because every time I'm drunken on a night out, mm. A to B, always just straight line. I never get distracted. <laughs> what if you've had like 10 pints yeah. and your bladder's feeling a little full? 
Nah, stay on course. Stay never on course. never divert to pee in the river. Never. Well, this is the thing. Someone did a thing. They're like, look, the reason everyone's gone to the river is because they've drawn to it because they need to have a massive river piss. Yeah. And <laughs> An MRP, as we call it in the biz. There's nothing as satisfying as a free-flowing river piss, not constrained by needing to get it into anything. Yeah. 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 Nothing more. It's, it's the ultimate of outdoors. It's yeah. liberating. It's yeah. the biggest toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone did a study into that. They're like, this is why. Because it's also a thing in the UK, like in Manchester. Plus this all is, their dicks are out. <laughs> this is the canal push killer theory, which is in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Sort of the same thing. So, that's what this guy was known as the canal pusher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is kind of related in the sense that People yep. died in water. Yeah, y- a, y- young blokes are waking up, or oh, sorry, getting murdered in rivers. Well, it's related in the sense it's the exact same thing. It's just people falling into the river. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. I thought you were smiley face pilled. I'll get to our smiley face okay. pilled in a second. So the canal push is funny because, <sighs> is it? Well, and t- not the deaths, hmm. but just the name of it's kind of funny because it sounds like just blokes are standing by the side of the canal. Someone comes up behind them like, "All right, mate." Whee! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom, in the drink. See, this one I made more sense that it was just a lot of accidents because they were saying the water over there would be really cold. Mm. You fall in, your muscles go... The mighty mighty Mississippi would be very cold too, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's pretty mighty though as well. The canal one though as well, like I'm imagining a canal was closer to a built-up area. Andy Cap, for example, Mm. you'd stumble out. Was he set in Manchester? Somewhere around there. Somewhere anyway. yeah, He'd hat. stumble out of the pub, ready to go beat his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the running gags was he'd fall into the drink. Yeah. Right. And then, like, uh, I remember reading one in the mirror was like, oh, look at this lovely town. And then Andy Cap stumbles out of the, the drink. Oh, what happened? Where's me missus? <laughs> well, I think one of the things about the canals in Manchester and elsewhere around there is that un- they're not really designed to be gotten out of once you've fallen in. Yeah. They, they don't have handy ladders or anything. No. Ste- it's my, is my understanding. This is like a steep edge. Yeah, yeah. I, it's sort of very much based on the idea of people not falling in in the first place. Yes. Yeah. Or a pusher. Mm. Who's going to push someone in. And one of the big things against this theory is that there's no survivors of the canal pusher. or the, No one's going around saying, oh... I saw a bloke spray painting a smiley face and then he tried to push me in the river, mm. uh, but I fought him off. There, there are no smiley faces around the canal ones, are there? No. No, no, no. But you would have think, think that at least someone fell in and didn't freeze to death or didn't die yeah. and went home and went, some bloody nutter just pushed me in the, in the canal. Yeah. Didn't happen. No. Or you would think someone would try and push someone in, into one of these things and they wouldn't succeed. Yeah. But maybe they're just that good. And they are picking on drunk people, but you'd also think that it's one of the there must has to be a CCTV camera somewhere, right? Yeah, talking about some of the most surveilled states in the Western world. Also, sure, you're picking on drunk people, but I don't know. Even if I'm drunk, I might hear someone sneaking up behind me, going to push me, mm. or going to clob me on the head. Like uh, you know, I feel like the odds of that, you know, someone being able to to wrestle this person down. Mm. I got him. I did see a thing on CNN where... So, all right, let's get back to how I've been smiley-peeled. Yeah. So, saw, back to the smiley face. I, th- I saw a thing on CNN where they had they had CCTV footage of someone coming out of the club. And they had... Uh, apparently, they only had a couple of drinks. Mm. 
but they were acting as if they were very in a very bad way. And so there was a suggestion there that they had possibly been dosed. Right. Which is what you'd do if you were picking out your victim. Yes. Drop a sneaky little roofie in. And then that's why there's no survivors, Robbo. Oh, so they're being drugged first. Yeah. And have we found stuff and in their system? They're being drugged and then I guess... Well, the, the idea is that they're being taken away and murdered somewhere and then being thrown in the river. Right. In this bit of it, it's they're not like... They're not a, the theory is not always that they're just pushing people in. It's that they're grabbing people, yeah, yeah, killing them, throwing them in the river, but it just looks like they're falling in. Yeah. The thing that sort of smiley face pilled me a little bit is that... Uh, got some good ecstasy and it had smiley faces on it. There was... <laughs> shush, Robbo. Uh, there was these two cops, they were looking at... Rather than looking at where the bodies were pulled out, they started looking at where they'd gone in, mm. trying to work that out. And they found at one of the scenes of entry, a little bloody smiley face, of course, mm. but also graffitied nearby the word Sinstinawa, which is a Native American word that I cannot remember what it means. Mm. But at the scene of one of the other uh, river drownings, yeah. where the person had gone in, only on bloody Sinsinawa Street. Oh. Like in a different state. Yeah, okay. Is now that that's a, a bit weird. Isn't it a Phil Collins song? Is it? No, you're no. thinking of uh, Susu Studio. It was just a bit. I was just doing a bit. I was trying to think of another Phil Collins song. But no, you're thinking of In the Year Tonight. Uh, but I couldn't. And I just ended up saying it. Anyway, we'll cut that. We'll see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a town in Wisconsin called Sinsinawa. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess you could see something like, yes, since since in our pride, just graffiti that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that was the connection. So why isn't it the Cincinnati killer then? Well, because that was just one thing, but that's just like a little clue that the killer left. Because this killer wants to be caught. Yeah. All killers want to be caught. Yeah. Oh, serial killers. Yeah. This should, he, what he should have done is wrote his name and phone number. <laughs> it was me and then stand next to the graffiti. Yeah, with pointing the arrow. At <laughs> Killer this way, arrow. So, so that, that's all it took for you to get smiley face peeled was the word some cinema? Similar, yeah, but similar that, graffiti. Well, luckily, I knew I could get easily peeled because I was like, oh, well, bloody fox molder over here. Now, who's the other one? Old Dana Scully. Old Dana Scully over here is going to bloody talk me out of it, isn't she? Am I Dana Scully? Yeah. I'll take that. Sceptical. Yeah. Looking at beautiful ginger hair. Thank you. So that's all I've got for the smiley face killer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh man, I, you know, I'm smiley face peeled. Wait till I tell you the big link. Yeah. So basically. Wait, people- you reckon someone's so proud of coming from Cincinnati that they're like, oh, I'm just going to. Spray paint this on a, at a random crime scene. Go look at anywhere where there's graffiti near a river and then like try and think of a reason why people are graffitoing that junk. Like there needs to be Falco quote graffitoed around the corner from me. Like, and so if that was near a murder scene, how much significance would that have rather than just being a random quote? All right. Uh, this did put me onto a different... Ex-cop turned uh, conspiracy theorist. Because mm. it is a conspiracy theory because they're alleging a cover-up 
Yeah, I'm not never said it wasn't. By the police. Who are we trying to convince? Yeah, we never said it wasn't a conspiracy theory. We we're just wondering about the goodness of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I did come across David Paulides. Yeah. Who has a theory he calls the missing 411. Uh, he wasn't a murder detective. He was a vice detective. Uh, he left the force and after doing so became a cryptozoologist. Did he have to hand in his pastel suits? <laughs> <laughs> or just get like a little safari hat to yeah. add to them. Yeah. Uh, he went on the body hunt for the Bigfoot. Yeah, for, no. the Sa- uh. for the Sasquatch. And then a few... He came up with some... He was involved in some sort of weird thing that he found Bigfoot DNA. And there was a, some sort of scientific controversy around it because, of course, he hadn't really yeah. found Bigfoot DNA. <laughs> Uh, but he he published a paper all about it, and then real scientists like, hang on a second, yeah, I got just about down thirty second. How did he find the DNA? Like, was it here or saliva or something? I think I just found it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know those little strands that are like spirals. Yeah, Some of DNA yeah, yeah. helixes. Yeah. Couple of them on the ground. But uh, after maybe old Bigfoot. Finding proof of Bigfoot, he came up with this theory called the missing 411. Now, I'm not sure if it's a 411 people missing or if 411 is like the code for a missing hiker. Yeah, I don't know. 411 is something. Well, 411 is information. Mm. Give me the 411 means mm, that's what I'm thinking. Give me the lowdown. Yeah. yeah. But uh, at any rate, he came up with the missing 411, which is which he's written several books about, which is this idea that all of these hikers who have gone missing in national parks mm. have actually come to a sinister, sticky end. Sticky end? Yeah, rather than just a an, regular non-sinister national park sticky end. Uh, okay. I mean, death. But they haven't just died from falling off a cliff. Something has happened to them. Is he saying the Bigfoot did it? He is really vague on what he's saying has happened. He's just like the official narrative that people are just going missing normally, mm. as you would expect would happen in the wilderness, is a cover-up. Yep. Something is going on. Not saying what it is. Not saying if it's Bigfoot or if there's some, something else going on. But uh, something's going on. Anyway, some guy... Took like every case that he looked at and did a proper analysis of it. He's like, no, these are all just completely normal right. disappearances that you would expect to happen in large national parks. Mm. So I went to look up some things on this one. Mm-hmm. And some long body videos. Every YouTube video I saw was either four hours long mm. or part one of like eight, two hour long. <laughs> and I was like, I'm probably not going to watch any of these. But yeah, yeah. So I guess if you are interested in the mysterious, the missing four on one, and you want a missing four on one pill people, mm. maybe put together a highlights package. Yes. This guy also wrote like 18 books or something on it, didn't he? Yeah. I read. I went on a Reddit thread. It was like, "Oh, this guy sings," and someone's like, "Yeah, I thought this was really interesting at first, but then he kept releasing books." <laughs> and it's like, "Come on, guy!" <laughs> if he hasn't concluded anything, yet. yeah. <laughs> um. So, 
Cam, do you still think someone is pushing people into rivers? No, but I want to know who's like getting into all of these like ex-cops' heads, like filling them with garbage. Well, uh, there's a lot of cops out there. Yeah. Statistically, some of them are going to be cryptozoologists. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Elisa Lamb. Okay. Yep. Tell us about Elisa Lamb, Cam. The year is 2013. Good rhyme, Robert. Thank you. Uh, I don't. I can't remember anything that happened in 2013. Oh, 2013. It's too close to 2018. Uh, we're going to get just, 20 years in the future and go, oh. just happened. We were all yeah. doing X in 2013. Planking? Were we planking at that point? Yeah, Maybe. the year is 2013. Planking was at an all-time high. Everyone was five years younger than they are now. Yeah. We're on the cusp of the Harlem Shake. Yeah. Abby, how, how old were you? How old was I? Yeah. It's five years younger than I am now. Yeah. Mm, me too. Yeah. I wasn't. That's weird. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> Got <Yeah>. us. <laughs> yeah. I was in my mid to late 20s instead of my uh, early to mid 30s. It was a good time to be alive. Uh, planking was 2010 and 2011. All right. Yeah. But... By 2013, people had perfected planking. Harlem Shake. 2013? 2013 was Harlem Shake. I thought Harlem Shake was before planking. No. Oh, man. That slap bands, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Hypercolour. All right. 2013, uh, the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Uh, Elisa Lamb, a 21-year-old college student, checks in and doesn't check out. Hotel uh, California. Yeah. A few weeks after she went missing, guests at the hotel complained about low water pressure mm. and a strange taste to the water that there was. Also, black coloured water was coming out. Yeah. Tasted a bit dead studenty. Yeah. <laughs> so, full warning if you're squeamish, uh, maybe tune out the next minute or so. Mm. So, they went to check out the water tanks on the roof and they only found, all oh, right. That's where she ended up. Yeah. Uh, Elisa Lamb's body floating naked in the tank, her clothes, watch and room key in the water with her. Mm-hmm. They never found her phone. Yes. About a week after she disappeared, the cops released uh, the last known footage of her, which is what I think got a lot of people interested in this case because mm. the footage is cooked. Yeah. If you've never seen it, probably take a time to, to look it up because I'm not sure we can describe it aptly but i reckon look at to watch it on mute because mm. every video that i saw had sinister music or uh, spooky music i, playing I, at I the watched top. it on mute yeah, yeah. and like uh, so she's she sort of runs into the elevator mm. it looks like she's hiding in the elevator yeah she kind of comes in and crouches down by the numbers and then like presses all of the numbers yeah yeah she pushes like a bunch of them at the same time mm. She's like poking her head around, looking outside the elevator. Mm. She does a very quick left, right look. Yeah. Yeah. Goes back in. And then she sort of like cowers in the corner of the elevator, like by the door. Yeah. 
Uh, at one point, she looks like she's talking to somebody, but yeah. you, you can't see who. They're, they're off camera. Yeah. So she steps out of the elevator. Yeah. Mm. You can see her gesturing with yeah. her hands. And she does this weird of... hand thing. She does do a weird, yeah, <clears throat> a weird yeah. hand thing where she puts her hands back inside the elevator and does this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so unusual behavior. Yeah. Mm. But you never see anyone else. No. You don't see anyone's shadow outside, nothing. Uh, yeah. All this time, the elevator door doesn't close. Probably she's like standing in the doorway. She's also pushed all the buttons, and apparently that's a few kind of overload the buttons on the elevator. Mm, I heard that as well. Yeah. Read that, yeah. Oh. The elevator kind of fritzes out and goes, Well, hang on, we have to figure out which floors we actually have to go on. Yeah. We'll just stay here. Yeah. So she does that for a little bit and then she leaves and mm. she's not seen again. And then you see the lift doors close, then they open, then they close, then they open. But the wall outside changes color. It's like obviously going to the different floors you pressed. Oh, oh right. Wow. I never saw that much. So, uh, that's I think that's about the whole story. Yeah. So, the what makes it we- what makes her being in those water tanks weird though is that the water tanks are like massively high up on the roof. Yeah, you've got to climb up with no ladder, ladder on them. Oh, there's a very thin ladder, but it's like a ten foot ladder or something. And right. To get to them, you have to. Either go through a door with an alarm on it or go out a fire escape and then up like three flights of fire escapes mm. to get to the top. Yeah. And then you have to cl- you have to climb up. Then you ha- she had to get on top of it, mm. open it up, which I think was apparently a heavy sort of mm. door, mm. But then get in, then take off her clothes inside it. Mm. Or just have them in her hand. Yeah. But like why wouldn't you just leave them? Why would you bring your clothes in with you? Anyway, she, she, she gets... I mean, if we're looking at the logic in this, why would you get into a water tank? <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, she's she's gotten in one way or the other. Yeah. And then she's pulled the latch down. She's pulled the, the door to the tank down yeah. closed. Did you guys see photos of the tanks? I did. It's like just a it's like a imagine an old school water tank that you had that was like a tank with just like a cone mm. sheet metal roof. So I think the the roof's Bits must leave up like leaps, yeah, and then flap down. So, I did read this like, oh, it's hard to get up to the top of them and all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> the tanks were very close to a large part of the building, yeah. And I imagine if you were up to no good or hijinks, you could probably climb up to that roof and then just jump across to the water tanks. That was so. the The initial theory was, how did she get up there? climb that ridiculous way but then people said no she could have just got onto i think it was the roof or mm. whatever that floor was that was looking over them and just step across yeah mm. uh and so i they think did have very heavy covers on them though to the extent that when they were, went to get her out they just cut the top off the water tank rather than trying to open the, right the, the water tank mm. see i had thought maybe she was like off her nut or something Got up there and was like, I'm going to jump over to the other roof. Jumped onto the water tank roof and two sections of the roof thing have just kind of buckled and she's fallen through the hole. Yeah, yeah. But then they've kind of gone bloop, bloop, and like popped back up again. Oh, that makes sense. So she's got inside and then she's done that thing like those people in the Russian past did and freaked out and took her clothes off. Well, if you're, if you're stuck somewhere and you're <clears> treading water. You get yeah, you don't want to be sodden down with yeah, yeah. fabric. Mm. So, but I don't think that's really how the tanks were set up that you could just like mm. fall through. Because one of the theories, or one comment I, I read 
said that the the hatch was on a hinge. Right. So like when she got in, it would have just close automatically. But I couldn't find anything to either prove nor disprove that. So you could, yeah, I, it looks like a flat top with a hatch that you could easily lift up. That does not look like a heavy hatch. Well, I'm just going off. If you're saying that uh, these bloody brave rescuemen had weak little arms, they yeah, couldn't even open up a tiny hatch. I suppose if you're trying to get a body out, you don't want to be pulling it through a tiny little hole, especially yeah. if it's been decomposing for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit about her. Yeah. So she was Chinese slash Canadian. Mm-hmm. Doing a bit of a trip, um, student at the uh, University of British Columbia. Yep, something like that. And had a long history of mental illness. Was on I think three or four different medications um, that were either antidepressants or um, I read through them. I wasn't sure what they were did, but she's on a few medications. She so she's on a holiday. Or doing a bit of a, a road trip or something. Mm. I don't think she was ever meant to go to LA. It was kind of not a scheduled stop. Right. Uh, what also makes mm-hmm. us weird is so she's twenty one years old, student traveling. Mm. The Cecil, the hotel, the Cecil was a notoriously dodgy place. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think there's a famous serial killer stayed there for a while. Uh, two famous serial two famous killers stayed there. Uh, uh, Crowley stayed there. Oh really? Yeah. Um, it was in you know a, a rough part of LA. It wasn't mm. you know. Um, That's a, the last known body alive place of the Black Dahlia. Yep. Although I actually looked up something and said, no, that's not true. That I, looked was, up, that's I looked a, up something and said it was true. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of mythology and rumors around this place then. Yeah. Um, while she was staying there, there was like two or three sex offenders living there. Yeah, I think it was a bit of just a dodgy sort of yeah. hotel where it's if you're just here for a quickie, or here for a bloody quick murder, we don't ask any questions. Um, Just don't make too much of a mess. Yeah. One of the... Uh, don't drink the water. One of the, the theories was there was a 26-year resident that was there and they, they named him, but they said um, yeah, he feared that the redevelopment of the hotel was going to push up all the rates and kick them out. So the theory is that he did it. To drive down the... Yeah, yeah. Like Scooby-Doo style. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think in this, this documentary, and this documentary I watched was terrible. Um, it wasn't voiced by a bot, but one of the comments underneath was like, did they go on Fiverr and just get a narrator from there? <laughs> right. And then I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, they must have. Like, it sounded like someone's very first read-through. Yeah. So it was a person mm. with, a, I think they had a, like a British accent, but they'd say things like, um, Oakham's Razor, instead of Oakham's Razor. <laughs> You'd be like, what? And like the inflection of words is out of order and stuff. But they said... It's uh, well out of order. Sorry? It's well out of order. Yes. <laughs> they um, also like really implied that the guy, the 26-year-old resident, had sexually assaulted her. Oh. Because they named him, they didn't... Like, they said it without saying it. Like, yeah. you know, he could be a notorious sex offender. We don't know. Right. Maybe he was. It was a really, really rubbish thing. I watched heaps. I watched a bit of it, and then I skipped through to forty-seven minutes out of the hour thirty or whatever. And that was when they said, "It is here. We get into conspiracy." Yeah. Could have got into conspiracy at the start. Yeah, Tell like you what, if that guy did that whole narration for five bucks, he's fucking kidding himself. I think you can do more than five on a fiver. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we talk about some of the conspiracy theories? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. So, number one, of course, 
uh, would be that she was trying to get into another dimension. Mm. Yeah. Naturally. That's all that needs to be said. Yep. No, so apparently there was a game that was popular in Korea and Japan. Called, elevator game. Called the Elevator Game. Oh, yeah. Requires a bloody, at least a 10-story building. Mm-hmm. It's got to have an elevator, obviously. Mm-hmm. You get in the elevator alone and you've got to like visit different floors in a specific order. So I think you go, you go fourth floor, then the second floor. Then the sixth floor, then the second floor, then the tenth floor, then the fifth floor. Uh, and then jump out of the elevator and you're in a different dimension. Whoa. Is it is it before or after that that the woman gets in the elevator? I think at the fifth floor is where the woman can get in. Yeah. And if she gets in... Don't talk to her. Don't, don't talk look to her. her. Don't look at her. Don't acknowledge so her. So part of the game, if you do it right... A woman will get gets in the lift on the well, she, floor. I think it's one of those things where she might get in or she might not. But if she does get in, don't bloody pay her any <laughs> mind. She's going to try and trick you. Yeah. Really? I read one article of someone who was saying they did it and she got in and they fucked up and talked to her. Oh, no. And now all this shit's gone wrong in their life. She's oh, thinking they fucked it. No. They brought her back. And yeah, and then just to go back to your normal world, Yeah, you've got to do the same thing. But you've got to be careful because you might... Body pull sliders and get out and realize, oh, this is not my world. Not my world at all. How many more times am I going to have to do the elevator? And it was a thing like, was it a thing where you know you've got into the other dimension because when you get out there, you're there. Mm. Something like that. I think there's a red cross on the wall or something. Right. Uh, conspiracy number two could only just be the sneaky bloody ghost of uh, Richard Ramirez. Oh, the, the serial killer. The serial killer. There. Yeah. So, Richard Ramirez lived there. There was another serial killer who people reckon was just like a Richard Ramirez fanboy. Right. He was like, oh, I'll stay at the hotel too, just ki- but I'll just kill a couple people. Mm. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, and yeah, the, um, the Elizabeth Smart, the Black Dahlia, was supposed to have stayed there. Mm. And so, they're like, you know, with all of this going on, there's got to be a few ghosts knocking about. Guaranteed. Which would explain everything. So she was seeing a ghost. She's being chased by a ghost. Yeah, and then a ghost is like, buddy, gotten her into the water. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, number three, the Illuminati. I mean, they'd have to be involved, even if it was just ghosts. Well, there's a few things where it's like, this could be an Illuminati sacrifice mm-hmm. because it uh, has there's sort of predictive programming uh, things to do with it. That are tie in. Such as? So in 2005, a horror movie called Dark Water came out. Uh, the main character is a woman called Dahlia, a la the Black Dahlia. Yeah. She moves into an apartment building with her daughter, Cecilia. Remember, of course, that it's the Hotel Cecil. Mm. Uh, and then uh, they're having a sneaky little drink. Oh, or they notice that there's water leaking in their bathroom. They're like, oh, can the super sort that out? It turns out it's the uh, a young woman has drowned in the rooftop water tank, oh. causing the water to turn black. I think there's also like a CSI episode, but I think that was after. It was probably after this. There's a show that came out quite recently called How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. I think the f- first, well, I only watched part of the first season. 
but I'm pretty sure they find a girl's body in a water tank on a roof in that as well. Mm. Oh, that's maybe where I saw it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's also a scene in the movie where the elevator, the apartment building's elevator malfunctions. Oh. So there's that little bit of predictive programming for it. Mm. There's also uh, when Crowley stayed at the Cecil Hotel, he wrote a poem called Jephthah who was a character in the Bible mm-hmm. who had a daughter whose name you may know, whose name was Sela, S-E-I-L-A, which is an anagram oh, of, of Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah. Uh, also, the story of Jephthah and Alyssa. Alyssa's not actually named in the Bible. Okay. Apparently, there's like these like side books. Yeah. That people are, or like just when they've translated things into Latin, they're like, Oh, yeah, these bloody Jews didn't give these people enough names. Yeah. All right, you're, you're Sela. <laughs> How do you spell that? S-E-I-L-A. Uh, but the story of Jephthah and Sela, it's a bloody banger. Mm. It's, uh, what's the, what the word? It's a very unfortunate story. Does you know, he, he kills her and puts her in a water tank? Uh, he does kill her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's like the... That one child sacrifice in the Bible where God tells the guy, oh, can you uh, just go and bloody kill your only son? Isaac or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you just, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's just me, God asking. Yeah. If, you know, if it's not too much trouble. Yeah, don't forget, I've already done it myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is pre that. Okay. But he's like, oh, you wouldn't mind uh, just killing your son, would you? For me, for God. You don't let me down. The bloke's like, oh, do I absolutely have to? Because he's my son. Yeah. I kind of like, love him. Does it, is it like an ultimatum though? Like kill your son or all these other people will die? I don't know if he's... It's, a, the, it's the trolley car <laughs> th- <laughs> conundrum. Mm. I don't know if it's the Joker doing this. Because that's, that's based on... That's a Bible thing, right? The trolley car. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's, that's, like that's basically a way that people explain... The sacrifice of Jesus, right? Uh, not sure, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you've got Jesus on one track, yeah, yeah. and all of the sin of the world on another one, yeah. Anyway, in that, in that, but you take out Jesus because he's going to come back. In the story of Isaac, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's like, look, can you kill your son? He's like, all right, if I have to, next minute, just about to do it. God's like, right, you pass the test. Jeez, what a cooked God. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, over uh, in bloody uh, the house of Jephthah, Jephthah comes out. He's like, if I win, I think he's in some sort of battle or something. He's like, look, God, if I win this battle, the first person that comes out of my my house when I get home, he gets home, who should come out of his house, but only Sila, aka Alyssa. And he's like, oh, well, I said I would. Just wait, long pregnant pause. No messages, no, no, not necessary, just a test. No, all right. <laughs> Kill her. So she didn't do as well as that other bloke. Yeah. There's a few other anagram, anagram things. Probably the most uh, obvious is that at the same time as this happened, there was a uh, tuberculosis outbreak mm. in the area, uh, which required them to do a tuberculosis diagnosis test to a whole bunch of people. That test is called Lamb Elisa. Her name backwards. 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 Uh, also, that test was developed at the university that she studied at. Yeah. Right. So, I so saw... That, and that's, where, I guess, the Illuminati sacrifice, like, 
you know, rubbing our faces with this test. Has there been, was that test around before she died? Yeah, they, they, they were, do, I mean, they were doing that test like at the same time as she was lying in the tank. Right. So it's one of those things, it's, I think we talked about this in like episode three all, uh, all those years ago. It's, there's this idea that the Illuminati will pull off these elaborate things and they just like to put little jokes in there for themselves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, they, yeah, they like to do these little coincidences. And part of that one is that she didn't actually ever exist. She was sort of fabricated for this, right. for this whole thing. But why? The, the, see, I've seen it both ways. I've seen that, yeah, this whole Elisa lamb was made up to cover up for like the tuberculosis outbreak. Yeah. yeah. Although it's not entirely clear how. I guess the idea is that people hear about the lamb Elisa test. I'll be like, oh, no, I'm just getting confused because it was that girl. Yeah. Mm. Or if the other way, it's like the tuberculosis outbreak is to cover up for their sacrifice. Yeah. It's like, oh, Elisa Lamb. No, no, I got tested for TB the other day. Yeah. I had to think about whatever you're telling me. Uh, Is that all the theories? Did you come across the Invisible Light Agency? Mm, Rings a bell. Remind me. Uh, if you go on Google Maps and zoom in on the hotel, mm. there is a, a company registered in the building called the Invisible Light Agency, who are like a special effects little company. Mm. Uh, their logo is like got a lot of triangles in it, right. which uh, sets people off. Uh, and someone, uh, I didn't actually follow through on whether any of this research is correct, but uh, someone who works there, according to LinkedIn, was and Anthony V, who has gone on to work at Raytheon, right, <laughs> the missile company. That name keeps coming up, doesn't it? But uh, something that Elisa tweeted before she went missing was about like stealth technology and like uh, invisibility cloaks. Mm. I think there's some sort of scientific breakthrough in that area. Right. She tweeted an article from HuffPo about it. Mm. And so there's a suggestion that maybe... She was talking to someone wearing a sneaky little invisibility cloak. Well, yeah, some of the um, the theories that, like, someone was chasing her, and one was really elaborate. So, because you can see her, what she looks like talking to people in the corridor, but you can't see anyone else. Mm. And one one thing I read was, like, someone is on her left, and then someone from her right distracts her, and then the person on her left, does it. it's like, yeah, that's all good, but surely we'd see them. Like, they wouldn't be exactly just out of frame. Mm. Then Unless they were invisible. I've, I think there's a bunch more conspiracy theories, but, like, the other just basic B one is she's just an MK Ultra victim and something must have already accidentally triggered her MK Ultraing. Yeah. So, the footage the footage of her in the elevator. All right. So, do, shall we talk about what actually happened? What do you mean? Do we well, know? Well, we don't know, but the thing is, so there's the footage in the elevator that looks really... Weird and creepy, and mm. looks like something is going on. That footage is really heavily edited. Well, no, it's not heavy. It's like it slow, slowed down. Bits of it are slowed down, and bits of it are sped up to make it, which uh, is what okay. makes it look weird. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a minute missing. Yeah, but the theory is that it just must be a sensor. Yeah, and so she when she leaves for a bit, there's no movement, so it just cuts. <clears throat> but like when she's doing the weird hand movements, mm. that looks really weird, but. I think that's a bit that's slowed down. Yeah, okay. Right. And so that would just be like, I yeah. don't know. Waving your hands. Yeah, waving your hands. Maybe 
the fact that the elevator isn't moving, she's trying to wave some sort of sensor. Yeah, yeah. Or well, she's a bit anxious. Doing a spell. Yeah, doing a spell. But also she's like, she's gotten into the elevator. She's pressed the button. It hasn't, nothing's happened. She's pressed another button. She's pressed another button. Yeah. Nothing's happening. She looks around the corner. Is anyone around that I can ask about this? Yeah. Then she's like, goes back in the elevator. Maybe she's cowering. Maybe she's just like thinking, what's my next move? Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, maybe she's thinking, I was going to use this elevator to get onto the roof. Yeah. Mm. What am I going to do now? I'm going to have to go up through the fire escape. (laughs) It definitely looks like someone like if you had a couple of beers and, you know, you're talking to yourself or whatever, if there's no one around, people do it. Do they? Yeah, I do it. Um, yeah, we know. Like, if there's no one around, you're just being a bit of a dick or whatever. Mm. There's parts of it that look like that. She's just, you know, just fucking around, pushing all the buttons. Oh, nothing's happening. Oh, oh, oh. She didn't, I don't think there was any alcohol in her system or there wasn't a significant amount of alcohol. In no, system. they didn't find any drugs in her system either mm. when they... Because the assumption was she must have been on drugs. Yeah. But I didn't find anything. I, one thing I hate about reading about these ones is people commenting confidently about like one drug. Nah, definitely on Ambien. I know what it's like. And it's like, yeah, just, <clears throat> you're looking through a CCTV thing. You don't yeah. know. Nah, she's running the Velvet Tiger for sure. <laughs> is that what they call Ambien? Oh, some stupid name like that. Uh, other than her, she was... I think she was on the obviously her medication, so maybe, and I think some some she was not taking and others she was, but it mm. wasn't really clear. Uh, so yeah. So what do we reckon? I think she had somewhat of a an episode, mm. freaked out, went for a swim, thought yeah whatever mindset she was in thought it was a good idea to get into a tank, okay. couldn't get out. Or did she get teleported into another dimension? When they put her back, they got the coordinates wrong. She got Philadelphia experimented. Maybe. <clears throat> so, do we have any other business? Uh, yeah. What do we have? There was the QAnon march. Oh, yeah, the QAnon march. It was a bit of a non-event, wasn't it? Yeah. A hundred people or so? Apparently, it was very pizza-gatey. Yeah, a lot of old people in the photos. Mm. Like... Retirees and stuff. Retirees who have just worked out how 4chan works, yeah. sort of. <laughs> um, the speeches were an open mic, apparently, and they just went on for ages. Just right. randos coming up and pushing their agenda. Mm. And that was about it. Donald Trump, his lawyer got... Arrested? Yep. Arrested or just... Or charged. Charged. Did he get charged? I just he got raided. Oh, he got raided. Yeah, yeah he yeah. got raided for over the... They've taken files. It's, I think it's believed to be about the Stormy Daniels thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading through the Q subreddit yesterday yeah. relating to this. And I think I shared this in the subreddit, in our Slack, but I don't know if you guys read it. Uh, some of the comments were just like the most <coughs> Russian comments you've ever read. Like, are you, I was reading it. I'm like, there's no way this is, it, maybe not Russian, but there's no way this isn't propaganda. Could it like, just be an idiot? Have a read of it if you haven't read it. It's it's very like. Yeah. I'll be the judge of this. All right. Let's have a reading now. Oh, it's pretty long. We'll just have a quick reading. Okay. Okay. I'm sure if it's so, if it's the most Russian thing you've ever read, I'll just let me just scroll past all the bit modes you fill our Slack with. 
Oh, jeez. Someone's a little bit dark that I don't have your own bitmoji. Yeah, just because you lost yours. Yeah. You don't get to do little fun, friendly bitmojis like me and Salty on Snapchat. Yeah. Hey, hey. Best friends. So here's the Q post. Yeah, do it in a little Russian accent. Well, no, I'm not going to do the Q post in a Russian accent. Uh, POTUS and JFK Jr. Relationship. Plane crash, 1999. HRC Senate, 2000. The, quote, start, end quote. Enjoy the show. Q. Actually, just before I read this Russian comment. Oh, okay. So that was the actual Q post. Yeah, that was right. the actual okay. Q post. Yeah. You, you were talking uh, this week on Twitter about how you were getting Q-pilled. Yeah. Cause no, not Q-pilled. <laughs> I don't believe that what he's saying is true. I'm just trying to work out the motivation and who's doing it. It's just it. someone doing fanfic. Yeah. But, but like, you, you're getting thrown by the fact that he was making like really specific yeah, comments. Yeah. That's just part of it. Yeah. That just that, make, that's to make it seem more real. Yeah. yeah. I understand. All right. Don't Q-splain It's detail, mate. I'll be the... De- de- all right. Detail's the hero of the anecdote. Yeah, no, fair point. Here's the response to the, that Q post from Manquan. Q is obviously a pointus to a... Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Q is obviously pointus to a relationship with JFK Jr. and the plane crash that killed him. So read that first sentence again slowly. Q is obviously pointus... To a relationship with JFK Jr. and the plane crash that killed him. Pointus? Yeah, he's Pointus. <laughs> I was a private pilot with instrument and commercial ratings and 600 hours, mostly night and instrument flying, before I had to give it up due to the demands of work. I was also aerobatic certified, a glider pilot, and flew amphibious and float planes. I know a lot about night and instrument flying. I also did a lot of lying yep. in the Hawaiian Islands. Yeah. <laughs> And so I know something about flying over water at night. JFK Jr. tried to fly over water at night and he was not instrument qualified. And to my knowledge, he had little or no night flying experience. Once you are over water at night, you lose orientation of where the horizon is. Blah, 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 blah. Where are the nuclear vessels? If you go right down, then it goes like, I think we should trust Donald Trump and everything he does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seemed a miracle that Trump won in 2016. I admit I didn't think he had much of a chance for a while, but then I noticed that Trump was drawing 10, 15, 20,000 at his rallies and Hillary could barely fill a HS gym. That's a weird thing to cut down. Trump was campaigning around the country and Hillary was fundraising around the country. Oddly, Trump was campaigning in blue states and Hillary was not. Trump was telling coal miners and the Rust Belt workers that he would save their jobs and Hillary was promising to put them out of work. Well, that was a bit fucking dumb of her, wasn't it? (laughs) Most importantly, I noticed the conservative blogs had much more investigative journal articles and the MSM was simply shilling for Hillary. There seemed to be a massive unbalance. This is the most Russian thing you've ever read, is it? You don't think it's pretty Russian? Oh, there's a lot of weird choices. (laughs) Instrument and night flying certified. Um, He are point us. But I have to say that the past three years have been the strangest in my lifetime. Obviously, I don't have much more time on the clock left. So I hope before I die that Q writes a book and explains all that has been happening. I can then die a satisfied man. If not, I'll go to my grave wondering, HTF, did it all happen? In any event, it's a great time to be alive, despite all the evil. Is HTF how da fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. All right. Sounds pretty... If not Russian, also why is this person like still talking up Trump's campaign? Mm. 
Trump had the 10, 20, 30,000. Hillary could barely fill a HS stadium. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Any other business? Because we covered it all at the start with Franco Cotto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If people want to buy our sick, sick, sick merch, there's only one place to do it, and that's out of the back of Salty's car. Yeah. Hit them up in the car park. It's called Redbubble. Go to redbubble.com, look up Hypothetical Institute. We got shirts. We got mugs. We got stickers. We got hoodies. Anything you want. I believe. I believe, and this will be true whenever you listen to this, there's almost certainly a 20% off sale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do people find you, Cam? They can find me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for me other podcasts. Uh, you can get me at Ale of a Time and aleofatime.com. Uh, you can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook, and check out Tohada on Patreon. Bye. 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 Don't worry about a thing. Contains mind altering drugs. Don't worry about a thing. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clear.